listening to The Running Public. From marathoners to mud runners, we all have the same goal. Get to the finish line faster. That's right. This podcast is for you guys, The Running Public. Well, we've had a heavy start to this year, I think. It's been very tangible topics and exposing your weaknesses and talking about actionable advice. We just lighten it up today. We put an AMA out there into the Instagram universe. The people delivered. I want to hit them all. No seriousness today. Well, let's address the elephant in the room. I don't mean you're an elephant. I mean... She's she's not that big. (laughs) That was a bad start on my end. Hey, Lisa. Yeah, geez. Start over. Let's address the mouse in the room. A bracken? Let's introduce your massive wife. (laughs) Shoot. Hey, Lisa. Take two. No, this is good. Lisa, what are you doing here today? Again, I feel like we are just so hashtag blessed to have you twice in like three, four weeks. Amazing. Wow. I know. Well, I just really feel like I need to become a permanent part of the uh, running public. So I'm just barging my way into your your podcasts here. You want a little bit of the limelight. I don't blame you. It's very bright in here. It is nice, isn't it, Bracken? Mm -hmm. (laughs) She said... You will tell Kirk I'm coming on here, and you will say it was your idea. I said, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> or there'll she be consequences. Put the down. Put the, yeah. It's a big, hefty spoon in her hand. And I used to get the wooden spoon as a kid. Well, I'm glad to have you. So you're, so today, Lisa, you're the moderator, huh? I am. Yeah. Keep us in line and make sure Bracken doesn't get too long-winded. There's no force on earth. <laughs> Can't stop me. You can only hope to contain me. With the Q&As, I think it works well for you to read and me to read, and we take turns answering. With the AMA, it's such a personal ask of us that it's weird for me to read it and then me to answer it and you to answer it. It's just going to be better, I think. And if not, then we'll we'll boot her out and we'll start over and cut her piece out. Just edit me out. That'll be good. That'd be tough. You're an integral part, I think. (laughs) Okay. this one okay well i'm into it so we put out an ama on our running public or lisa you did yesterday for us and how many questions did we get i have no idea me oh my goodness there's many i bet we're over 100 now yeah we have over 100 questions so we're gonna yeah millions okay that's a lot to get through so we're gonna have to keep this real snappy huh yeah and it's gonna be like the reddit amas where not all of them get answered sorry folks in advance if it's Q&A style, if it's training questions or something technical that requires a real thought-out answer, you're not going to get answered today. We'll save it in our queue, but this is going to be no level of mental acuity required. All right. No thought put into the what you're about to hear, guys. Sorry about that. Which isn't that much different than usual. <laughs> That's also true. All right. Well, let's uh, drum roll. Felt like that was necessary. Definitely. Bracken, if you woke up with Kirk's hair and Kirk woke up bald, how are y'all reacting? <laughs> I don't know if I can go back to hair at this point. It'd be very, very strange. I've never seen my head. <laughs> like, I've never seen my head. And I kind of have a, a high forehead, so I have a feeling. My mom always said, don't cut Kirk's hair too short when I was a kid, because he looks like Frankenstein if you do that. <laughs> so she always wanted a little extra bangs left, so I'm feeling like I'm going to lose my mind. It's going to be a bad day. No mother should incept the confidence of Frankenstein into her son. She said it every time. Although, really, I don't know if we have an accurate picture 
of what Frankenstein looked like, since he he was the doctor. Hmm. Frankenstein's a monster. Let's just be accurate in our references here, Lisa. Looking at well, you. Thank you. I would love a good Photoshop job of you two. How would you feel if Bracken woke up with hair, Lisa? I, it would be weird because I've never seen Bracken with hair. College when you guys met? When we met, I was already. It was probably probably a quarter inch long. I was just buzzing it in college. Mm. Did like almost a full hawk for like a year, but it was a short buzz full hawk. Real, not fully douchey, but just a hint of what lies beneath, kind of thing. Mm. You know, for you though, I mean, you have eyebrows that are brown, but because you're so pale. Much like myself, I assume the hair that would sprout out would be light colored. And when you, it's not, it's d- pretty dark colored. So when I see yeah. photos of you in the past and you got this dark mop on your head, and it is a mop, some of the photos I saw, it's mm-hmm. thick hair. It's just like really is, it took us, takes you, make you take a step back and be like, that, that's what I think it is. It's bizarre. Yeah. My eyebrows speak to the level of hair I used to grow. Real thick. <laughs> All right. That was a good first one. Okay. Anyways, I would hate it. Sorry, it would be it would be very traumatizing. <laughs> All right, next question. What are your bucket list races? I don't necessarily have a bucket list. It's kind of like they you watch a video of them on YouTube or you see a race and then you sign up for it. I don't know if I really have anything that I'm dying to go do that I don't already plan on hitting or I've already hit. What about you? Yeah, I don't have one either, and that's kind of a lame answer, I guess, which I feel like maybe we should. I keep thinking about my 40th birthday coming up in May and what I want to do for that Mm. on that day or that week. And, you know, it's like I could go run 40 miles, and maybe I will. But I'm thinking of trying to figure it out, like, 40 by 400 meters with. I'm trying to – so, like, that's, like, on my – my bucket list is, like, something big for my 40th that will – be miserable and also something I can be proud of. So that's the only thing that's on my radar. That probably doesn't answer the question though. I guess the closest for me is rim to rim since I almost crossed it off last year when we were down in Arizona and I didn't get to. Mm. So maybe I'll just say rim to rim. Let's go do it together. Okay. Deal. I don't want to steal your thunder or anything, but. Well, you only will if you beat me. (laughs) Be fun thing to do, man. We could do a running public rim to rim to rim group. Yep, that's what I was just going to say. And they can enjoy that second rim. Oh, yeah, rim to rim is fine. Ugh, Callie's texting. Stay out of our messages, Callie. <laughs> okay, next one. I love your live commentary. Would you take on other sports? And then, second part, dream commentary job. Oh, that's nice. It's always good to lead with a compliment with us. Yeah, it goes very far. With you, I know it does for sure. Mm-hmm. I would... <sighs> I would entertain other sports. I mean, I would I would love to commentate, like, traditional running, track and field, cross country. I see, like, uh, somebody we had in our uh, past episode, Carrie Tullifson, who lives locally in Minneapolis. She does a lot of commentary, and she's great at it. And those are big shoes to fill, but I, that would excite me. That would be, like, another – you know, it's, like, very rare that things make you nervous in life mm-hmm. as you get older. Like, less and less things are scary. That would be, scary. be a good jump in a professional way. So – just progressing to, uh, I would say, purest, larger running hmm. events, I think. What about you? In theory, yeah, I'd love to. But in practicality, I think it's real quick to uh, overstep your level of expertise. And part of what makes commentary for OCR easy for us is that it is our day job. Being aware of the people on the scene is not something we have to do much homework on. 
And to be a really good commentator, you have to do a lot of homework. And our homework is baked into our daily lives. But if we had to switch over to track and field or college cross country or world cross or Olympics or a marathon, we would have to put in so many hours of research leading up to the other events so that we could be able to speak about those people and recognize them on camera. Uh, that it would be a big ask. It would be a it would it would shift from a passion project to a job. So, but dream Correct. commentary job would probably be next to Rogan and Cormier at a UFC fight. That would be awesome. Oh, you'd be fully ready to just jump right into that, no problem. Yeah, you can plug me in this weekend. No, that'd be terrible. All You'd right. have to right. sit in all the fighter meetings and learn everyone. Not terrible, but it'd be a lot of work. If I were to hard pivot, I um, so obviously I'm into the outdoors. It's no secret. And they have these like live bass fishing tournaments, and they have like commentators that are like telling the technique and how the fishing's going and describing what they're seeing. You'll see it on ESPN once in a while. Being a fishing tournament commentator would be freaking amazing. I would okay. really enjoy that as well. And there's there's a it's available. My natural reaction uh-huh. is to make fun of that. Do it. Oh, he's leaning to the left while he's reeling. Oh no, he's he's, he's taking a right lean here, and <laughs> he seems to seems to be facing the sun as he casts here. But yeah, that's what people would think about commentating a running race, and there is endless opportunity for things to talk about. So I shouldn't make fun of it, but it, commentating fishing to the layman would feel very very boring. Well, it's probably how OCR is to the layman, so which is what I'm saying. Yeah, so I'm not going to make mm-hmm. fun of you. No matter how lame I initially think that would be, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> Is that lame, Lisa? <laughs> no, I do think though there'd be a lot of time to fill. Well, you jump from boat to boat. There could be forty boats out there to follow. So you have cameramen. So you get to you get put to the action always. Mm-hmm. So okay. you're commentating. That's less lame. Like if in a race somebody came up to the monkey bars and they cut. To, yeah, so it's not like just like you're in a boat like watching one dude. It's they're jumping around. But anyways. Gotcha. Okay. What about? Do you have anything, Bracken? Other? I guess you said in the ring, MMA. So. Yeah. No, I'd rather just see this make the Olympics and be the Olympic team. That'd be sweet. Yeah. Do you go hard on cheat days with food or maintain restraint? Go ahead, Bracken. Nah, no, because <laughs> I I don't ever show restraint, and as a result, I never crave a cheat day. <laughs> I, I don't uh, I don't I don't restrict myself really in anything. If I want to do it, I do it, and uh, I feel like that for my personal setup keeps me in moderation. I don't like the idea of restricting anything in diet because it leads to unhealthy relationships. And then I crave it and then I want it and can't have it until my cheat day. And I personally, I believe cheat days lead to real unhealthy relationships with food. So I don't, I don't mess with that. Lisa, do you think that Bracken is a healthful eater? I didn't say that. No, I'm just asking. Yes and no. I don't think our diet is terrible, but we're super quick to like grab a frozen pizza at 10 p.m. Like everybody is. So here's the real question for myself and for the audience. Is it more unhealthy to eat less healthy or to have a less healthy relationship with food? Which one's actually worse for you? And I err on the side of not overanalyzing how healthy my food is in order to never second-guess my relationship with that food. Hmm. I, I can get on board with that. Maybe it's a cop-out. The interesting thing is, is with, with my clients in the gym, um, my most successful clients are either perfectly on, they're just like these model students who like nail their nutrition. I don't know how they do it. They're just like robots, which I think nutrition is the hardest part of this all, my weight loss clients. 
But the other coin, like half of them are super successful on a very strict mon- Monday through Saturday. And then a Sunday is a free for all and they go crazy, but it's a good metabolic stimulant as well to like oversaturate on one day. So I have seen success with it and then they just get right back to it Monday somehow. Um, but I wouldn't want to do that because it's very difficult to stop that train for me. I just, um, I eat very simple. I put vegetables on my plate, a rice or a potato and a protein. I do that for lunch and dinner every day, literally every day. And then on the weekend, if we want to go out to eat or grab a pizza, then Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I call the weekend. So a three-day weekend, anything goes. But I typically eat pretty balanced until dinner. Uh, and that's even on the weekend. So then, But then I'll play a little bit with food. But no, I, and it's not a conscious thought. I'm never cheating or not cheating. So that's it. Pretty boring. Consistent, though. I have Jess make me these homemade sweets on the weekend. She made me uh, grain-free peanut butter and chocolate cookies this weekend, and I gobbled up a bunch of those during the Packers game. Didn't feel bad about it at all. What a Packer game, huh? Just way to go out with a whimper. Kept me up past my bedtime, too. Yeah. Terrible. Let's roll on. Let's rapid fire a few of these. All right. What's the funniest thing you've ever seen while running, whether it involved you or not? I wish I had prepped for that one. I was warming up for a, this is going to sound horrible that this just jumped into my mind, but I was warming up for a race at North Central College um, uh, on the sidewalk on the road that you've run at North Central College, Bracken. Mm-hmm. I'm sure maybe you've even been there, Lisa. And I was warming up and this squirrel crossed the road and just hit this car just right and it got punted right in front of me. And not only that, <laughs> it got punted right in front of me and hit a big, like a big chain link fence. It was just like, did that just happen? And I hate to say that it was funny, but it was. And so a squirrel got punted. I mean, I came three feet away. It whizzed in front of my face through the air, uh, made this big pop noise. I don't know. Anyways, that jumped into my head. I feel like a bad person, but I was running. Was it dead? Oh, I, I mean, I conti- I looked back. It wasn't moving. I mean, okay. I continued on. I had a race to run. I ran 355-0 that day, and I was disappointed. Hmm. It was probably bad karma from laughing at a dead squirrel. <laughs> probably. Misqualifying t- for nationals in that race, yeah. Ugh. That's kind of the name of the game at North Central. You're only going there to qualify for nationals, really. No. I was on 350 pace, 51 pace, and then I shat the bed with 250 meters to go. Bad. I can't think of it, but one of the funniest memories I have of running won't sound funny as a story. We were doing an interval workout on the track, and we had just finished. It was a lot of 200s and 400s, which is just a really difficult workout as it gets spicy. And we're Mm. laying there on the ground dead afterwards in a youth program of some sort are start up their practice and they're running handoff drills and then they start practicing an actual relay for an upcoming meet and everyone comes sprinting in and they're all taught to hold the hand the, their hand out with the baton in the air and yell stick 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 and this they all come through and everyone finds their partner and one girl keeps running through with the baton up yelling stick stick and then stick stick and then turns around and walks back towards the line just offering it to anyone who will accept it stick (laughs) stick and she she wouldn't stop saying stick because she had been instructed to say stick but she just went to each person and offered them a stick and everyone's like i'm not i I just it's not that funny but when you're really really deep in lactic acid and oxygen debt and you're laying on the ground the sight of this forlorn child calling out stick with a baton, unable to find a, a, a team member to accept the baton. For whatever reason, it struck me as really, really, really funny. 
you know, it's as I tell it, I realize this is a terrible How story. How old was this kid? I'd say middle school. No, that'd be funny. I could put myself there. It's not a great story, but in the moment, when you're that tired. Well, you're a bad person, too. That woman was lost and scared. I wish I'd seen a squirrel. Uh, it was funny. It really was funny. Um, as we were at the Notre Dame invite my sophomore year of college, and we were invited to the Division One race because we were national champs the year before. So we got to run the D1 race, which is like a – they do that at some of these big invites. It's all D1 races. And we were between Stanford – I think I told this on the podcast once. We were between Stanford and – uh arkansas or stanford notre dame i don't remember but stanford was ranked number one and we were ranked number one and right as the starting gun guy is like seven they do this big long dramatic countdown six it's really unnecessary one of the guys on our team goes number one in d1 number one in d3 something's gotta give and all the stanford guys were just rolling and we all came off the line just cracking up right as the gun went off and that was a nice kind memory in my cross-country bank and we we lost obviously hmm. But Ryan Hall won that day. Okay, that reminds me. My freshman year, my freshman year before our first big meet at uh, Virginia, where we were between Virginia and Duke lined up there, totally out of our depth. We're run, The way cross-country works is everyone's doing their, their strides, their accelerations before the race, and you're coming back, and teams are huddling up. And we do our final stride out. We huddle up. We do our little breakdown, and we start running back. And as we slow to a walk before the line, there's another team huddled up next to us. And as we go past, you're just, you know, you're listening to hear what they say. And the guy goes, take a look at this. Does this look bad or what? And he pulls his pants out, and everyone looks down his shorts. <laughs> and someone's like, I think it's just a scab. <laughs> and we just got moving. <laughs> it showed us a couple things. A, we're way out of our depth here. All right. We're so focused on trying to run this race against these big powerhouses, and they're worried about, is this a scab or not? Like They're, they're totally unconcerned about having a race against us. That's funny. <laughs> you run your best races relaxed. I bet they ran well that day. Maybe except the guy with the scab. He might have been a little worried. Yeah, maybe it wasn't a scab. It was a, a bug bite. <laughs> He'd been camping. Yeah, maybe that's probably the likely scenario. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, let's do the next one because that's grossing me out. At your peaks, who wins in a race of each distance? <laughs> let's just simplify this. Okay. At what distance, dropping down in distance, would I finally beat you? 100 meter, 200 meter? Like at our, at our peak. At our absolute peak. At our best fitness ever, I think I beat you in everything over the 1500. I think 1500 you beat me. That's what I'm saying. 1500 and over. But what is your best 1200 time? Uh, 301, 302. I was the same. So I, maybe we clash at 1200 meters. And then under that, you got me. What was your best 800? I never ran it past my freshman year in college. I ran 155.7 indoors, and then I never raced it again. I shouldn't say that. I did race it one time. But I never ran faster than that. But I was never went for it. So definitively 600 or under. 800 and under. I'd give you that for sure. We'll call it 800. That means I have up to a half mile of supremacy in every single distance above that you win. Up until maybe you fall apart in an ultra. Anyway, anyways, the the point is that in our prime, Kirk is better at almost every single distance. Other than like 400, 800. You'd probably, if we both tried to get in shape for a mile now, it would be a real race. Like, I don't know who would come out on top. I, I, I've lost touch with that. So I don't know now 
I can't say I can run 420 something. You're the superior distance runner. I don't think there's debate over that. Okay. Let's stick with this theme. Someone else asked, whose significant other wins in a race? <laughs> You're going to have to answer that. Jess definitely beats me. <laughs> no question. See, and I would say you beat her. She hasn't been running or training uh, on the running front very consistently lately. She's working out, but her metrics aren't as good as they used to be because she's not focusing on it. Like, okay, what do you think? Gun to your head, 5K right now. What do you think? I have no idea. Give, give me a range. Can you run seven-minute pace? Flat pace yeah. for a 5K? Yeah, I would think She'd so. be between 1930 and 2030. You win. I know that Jess has run Spartan races before and podiumed. She did. Beat yeah. a couple of Bracken's so. athletes that day, if I which she would also be Bracken's wife. <laughs> no, she won't. She wouldn't be. I mean, I love her to death and she's fantastic. So this is no qualm against her. But right now she won't run under 21 minutes. So now if you gave her six months. So we're saying running races, you win. OCR races currently she might win. Yeah, right. I, I'll go with that. We can settle with that. Okay. I think that's fair. She takes hybrid, you that's take fair, running. Yeah. yeah, she's she's doing a lot of strength work right now. And yeah, but I think you got it right now for sure. Okay. Jess, if you're listening, and that and that makes you mad, Jess, um, I know you can be a monster if you want to be. So I tell her that all the time. Like, you can be such a monster if you want to focus on this again, because she was, but mm-hmm. she's been doing other stuff. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. Do either of you have a running public tattoo? No. I'm not above it. Are you, Bracken? I could be below wherever, but yeah, <laughs> I, I don't I don't have one, but I would get one. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, dry cough for you there, Lisa. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, you, you know the tattoo have I have, tattoos? right? Yeah. No, I don't. Do you reckon you don't have any? Yeah, he's got the the Oshkosh tattoo on his, oh. the, on his hip. Oh. On my upper white man thigh, I have a Titan head about three inches by three inches, and underneath it says O unit, <laughs> which <laughs> I've, I've explained before, but 50 cent and G unit was big at the time, and we... <laughs> We called it, I went to Oshkosh, so we called ourselves the O unit. We had O unit t-shirts and the O had like a crosshair in it. And so I was the only one who decided to get O unit written underneath my Titan head. So I'm a 40, almost 40 year old man with O unit written on my thigh. O unit and I came home. <laughs> Ooh, uh, that is good, isn't it? But I came home and I know this is a family show and I'm like, mom got a tattoo. I was living in Colorado for the summer. And so I went to Boulder and got it and came home and she's like the o and the u kind of bled together and it looks like c-u-n-t kind of (laughs) so she goes did you get can she said it written on your leg and i was like oh crap it does look like that kind of so that's my tattoo isn't that nice wow did you tell her yes or no No, I was appalled. I was like, no, mom, look, obviously it says O unit. She's like, why would it say O unit? <laughs> oh, that's Anyways, so much better. So any Honey. <laughs> running public tattoo would be a big upgrade. Yeah. Yeah. How come you guys don't have tattoos? Why don't you guys have tattoos? Of each other? Like couples tattoos? No, like how come you never did? I mean, not that it's necessarily common. Lisa to, has but... two tattoos. I do. Oh. Okay. What are Ribs they? Ribs and back. What are they? But you're not. Yeah. Um, I have my brother's name on my ribs and mm. then on my shoulder, t- like the top of my shoulder, um, is coordinates. Oh, of? 
I have never heard a Midwest accent out of you, but when you said shoulder the second time, I thought, wow, hmm. you're up there, eh? Shoulder. Shoulder. <laughs> Got the coordinates on my shoulder. The quick trip. <laughs> anything near quick trip is, is good. But we've we've talked extensively about getting couples tattoos, so it's just a matter of time. Okay. Tattoo a ring on your hand? Maybe I'll just get hair tattooed on my head. Mm. So where would you get your running public tattoo? I don't know. Maybe right on the side of my neck. I think the most advertisement would be like right on your trachea, like right in the front and center. You can never hide yeah. it unless you're on a turtleneck. I'm mm. not sure. Maybe I'd get a picture of you like this with your headset on with the mic in front of you. Like your peck. Cute. Yeah. Yeah, I would I mean, include those babies, please. I think <laughs> I'd stick to the lower half. Yeah. Ankles are good. Something oh, we'll subtle. talk about that offline. All right. Let's do that. All right. What songs do you love but are embarrassed to admit? That you love. None of them. I'll, I stand behind every song I like. For a long time, it was Dido. White Flag by Thank Dido. You. White Flag is good, yeah. Just speaks to my soul. And Lisa really judged me for Dido early on. As you should have, but I agree with you. Any other women? Women are like, you're like, these. this song by this woman is a jam. Like things that... Because I rock out to women way more than I should, and I have a couple that I will scream on repeat in my house while I'm doing stuff, for sure. I wouldn't say I scream, but I don't know. Pat Benatar? <laughs> Anything? Oh, you like Pat Benatar? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, well. Like, you can make me listen to, like, I used to listen to, like, Missy Higgins, where I stood, like, over and over. I thought that was just the best for some reason. Some real girly stuff like the taylor swift song where she says hey it's me i just like like that little riff so i'll like listen to that one Are i don't know what song it is i have no problem with that not really but it somehow gets filtered into my pandora stations i can have like mm. a alternative station on and they just wedge her in there once in a while i'm like i'm gonna leave it maybe i'll even thumbs up it and then i follow someone keeps track. accidentally liking taylor swift on all my playlists <laughs> so it's weird not right <laughs> no but there's no shame in my game yeah, me either. Lisa, anything? That I? No, do you got a song? Uh, yeah. Oh, no. No, not really. I'll listen to anything. I don't I don't really care. I mean, like, for a woman, if you were listening to, like, Tool or, like, Five Finger Death Punch or something, it would be, like, you wouldn't be no, ashamed of that. No, I used to really enjoy Insane Clown Posse. <laughs> now that oh, yeah. might be shameful. I had their CD. <laughs> <laughs> I think I did, too. They were they... It was, like, a burned copy. I don't know. No, when I first met you, you had Great Malenko in your car. I like that song. That whole album. Ooh, ha, 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 ha. Yeah. What, what was Fred Durst? <laughs> that was fire. Limp, Limp Biscuit. Biscuit. Yeah, I was, I, I don't know. I'm, I, I dabble. <laughs> the Needin game, I believe they had on there, or whatever it was called. Oh, no, I don't. Let's meet don't contestant know. number it, one. Oh, you yeah, yeah. Know. I like that one, too. Mm-hmm. I figured. Yeah. Um, here's a short one. Marmite. Yes or no? What? I think I've had it once in my life. And uh, I'm going to say yes, because Vegemite has an entire song dedicated to its popularity. And I'm an underdog supporter, so give, give me Marmite. What is Marmite? Am I, not, am I looking foolish? Vegemite, but different. Never had it. It comes from a land down under. Never had it. Have you heard of Vegemite? 
Yeah, but I don't know what it all entail. Include like what it's. A- it's just it's a spread they put on bread. It, Marmite's a, mm. a different version of that. I can't break it down any better than that. I think I had it in New Zealand when we were down there. Oh, is it like savory? Like you put it on your meat pastry? Oh well, I had so many meat pastries yeah, down there. Yeah, you did. That's why. That's <laughs> I memory. had uh, meat pies every day because they had it in every cafe. I thought it was, I thought Marmite had a salty flavor to it. Well, my answer is yes, because I'd be curious. I've never had it. So, yes. Who is that from? Marmite it is. Colin, Colin Lee. Lee. Fairly certain he's an Australian or New Zealander. Mm. Send some over. Okay, he asked another one. What one bit of fitness equipment would you take to a desert island and why? Treadmills don't count. A desert island? Mm. I'd just be working out for vanity. So there's no electricity, I would assume. Just just Set adjustable dumbbells, right? Yeah. yeah I'd say yeah. an answer. I can run around the beach. It's an island. Yeah, I just want to look good when they finally rescue me. Yeah, I agree. And if you're stuck... You don't want a cardio equipment. You want cardio stuff to expend extra energy. You just want to no. be anabolic and, and grow. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to look pretty cut up because of the calorie deficit of living on an island. Mm. Might as well just bulk up in the upper body a little bit. You'll have your first tan of your life. It'll be sweet. <laughs> yeah. After the first seven months of sunburn finally yeah. set in. <laughs> yeah. Right. Once it gets down to that third, fourth, fifth layer of skin. Yeah. And you're good. Task number one is not work out. It's create some sort of palm frond hat. Mm-hmm. Then work out. All right. All right. If you did not work within the fitness field, what would you do for a profession? I'd still be teaching. You couldn't think of anything else you'd want to do? Like dream job or is teaching? Oh, I didn't know this was like a... Or is this like realistically, what would you do? We could. It doesn't specify. Realistically, I'd still be teaching. I guess. I don't know. I I can't. I'd have to work from home now. I don't think I could go back. Um, you got a sneeze here. Yeah. It went away though. I'll just say teaching. I hope we could. We're recording video, and that was fun to watch. <laughs> teaching. Um, for me, I've always wanted to get into wildlife research. I mean, I'll make like twenty grand a year. Right, it doesn't pay at all, but some sort of wildlife research. Yeah, but you could do like outdoor photo shoots, be on wildlife calendars, and you could make your your side hustle that way. Could be a nature model. Maybe I could, but I'd always wanted to be a conservation officer when I was growing up, like a DNR officer. I told my father this, and he said it was a terrible idea because. um, So my dad wanted to be. Really, Pete. Pete. Peter. My father's Peter as well. We were just talking about that. Interesting. Said it was a bad idea because it's the most dangerous profession as far as like per officer deaths because everybody you approach often has a weapon. So, I mean, you're working with hunters and things can go bad. Like obviously more police officers die every year, but like per officer, DNR is pretty risky work. And then Hmm. um, you're always working when you want to be outside enjoying the outdoors yourself. Like deer hunting season, guess what you're doing? You're working. And I was like, yeah, I don't do that. So anyways, wildlife research. Okay. Some sort. Do you want the not safe for work one? Are we doing not safe for work questions? Nah, let's just skip it. What? What not safe for work? Yeah. yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Let's just you should ask it. A sexual question. Inappropriate. I'll ask it. Bracken can cut this out. <laughs> 
The question is boobs or butt? <laughs> I think if we just both say butt, which is going to be the answer, that's fine. That feels PG. I mean, the question but. itself is not super PG, but. I'm just going to answer in the affirmative. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> the safer word question is dogs or cats? This one will drive more controversy because I'm going to say neither. I have no use for animals. None. No love for them. Explain. They just don't do it for me. I don't see why you'd want a child that never grows up. Just a lot of work. Everyone who claims to have enjoyment <laughs> out get, of them constantly get... complain about their pets every time I'm around them. Every time we travel, they complain about their pets. Every time I'm at their house, they're stressed out. Their pets are driving them nuts. They're always yelling at their pets. No one seems to love their pets, but then it rocks their world when they have to let them go. So there's that emotional piece, but I don't see the payoff. I don't want them. That's going to be the most controversial thing I've ever said, Kirk. You're going to get some messages about that. You're probably going to have, I don't know, half your athletes quit quit now. <laughs> I can't understand. That's all right. They can take solace in their dogs or cats when they leave me. My mother is one of, or my stepmother is one of those. She's, we've got like four cats. She had two dogs, like takes in birds that have broken legs. Like, so we got animals around there all the time at my father and stepmother's house. But uh, I'm definitely allergic to cats. So uh, that's tough. And dogs are a little bit better, but not the best. And so, and I move around and travel so much that the only option would be a cat. I could leave home alone for like a week and a half at a time when I go adventuring. But that would force me to asthmatic shock at some point, so that's not an option. So I think they're great and cute and lovely, but they got to be at a distance. It sucks. I like dogs, but I'm not. I'm too selfish with my time to care. What? Why do you look at each other like that? I want to know what she says. Okay, he's mm. looking at me because I have. We had a dog growing up, and then he he died, and so my aunt gifted us with another dog who my parents did not want. So he was an outside dog. So I never took care of him. I didn't really play with him. He was, like, n not really a, a, a dog, I guess, in that sense. Um, so I've always thought I'm, like, not really a dog person. I, I don't like when they are, like, jumping on you or, like, rubbing all over you or, like, slobbering, which I understand is just part of the package. But... There's, like, something, like, a flip that has switched recently where now I'm asking Bracken if we can get a dog, like a small, small dog, which I also never thought I would want a small dog, but... We decided not to have any more kids, and immediately it was like, you know what I could do? <laughs> it's a cute little dog. <laughs> no, I think That'd the thing is... That'd be a good is, time suck. <laughs> I think the thing is, our five-year-old, Mira, is, like, kind of obsessed with dogs, and she has started this mm. thing lately where if, you know, if you have, like, an eyelash, you can make a wish on it and then blow it off your finger or whatever. She will <laughs> – she'll talk to her eyelash and she'll say, I wish for a dog. And then she'll blow blow her eyelash away. Aww. Like, it's the cutest thing. And so I'm just, like, looking at Bracken, like, we have to get this girl a dog. It's her greatest wish. I lock eyes with her. I pick it up and say, No. <laughs> <laughs> I get the pull there. I get the yeah, pull I don't there. Know. I don't know. It'd be a different story if we didn't live in a landlocked city and I didn't have allergies to animals. Oh, you have allergies too? Yeah. Yeah, I, I led with the mm. <laughs> let's piss everyone off comment, which is I judge you for liking yeah. animals. The reality is I don't, I don't think I can live with them unless they were hypoallergenic. 
which there are. Mm -hmm. But if you're real sensitive, they'll still trip you a little bit. Hmm. You guys notice we're on like a two-second delay or something? Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, it's annoying. Driving me nuts. When we started recording video, it does that. We don't sound as smooth anymore. We have to figure that out. Um, the one problem I have with, with pets and people who are really into their pets is like when you go over to their house or you're like hanging out with them, it's like they're just talking at their pet all the time, like more than they're talking to you. Like I broke up with a girl once because like she had a dog that she just adored and it was fine that the dog got her attention, but like I'd be in bed rubbing her back and she'd be in bed rubbing the dog's back. And I'd be like, this is unacceptable. Like and This then? is not okay. Then I said, I'm out. Hmm. I said, this is weird. You talk to your dog all the time. I can't handle it. It bothers me. I'm out. Don't be that person, people. Pay attention to the people in the room, not the animals as much. Okay, move on. Now I piss people off, probably. Yeah, yep. probably. Mm. Okay, let's see. What's the closest you guys have come to an in-race bathroom accident? Uh, fully. I consummated that moment. <laughs> Completely, whatever, whatever <laughs> the answer is. Tell the story. Is. <laughs> I peed my parents during multiple races. I've... No, I thought this was like, I thought this was number two we were talking. I feel like that was how the question was asked. I've sharded mid-race. A timer, a dozen. <laughs> Who hasn't? Like you, you have to snot rocket sometimes, and then sometimes it happens in the lower body. <laughs> Scale of one to ten, how turned on are you right now, Lisa? I'm sure everyone has. If you're looking down on me, then you're lying to yourself. That's what I say. I have never. Well, they asked about a race. Um, I've had to take bathroom breaks on workouts. I told a story about one of my tempo runs a month or two ago. It was horrifying. I had a tummy ache hangover for a while. Um, never in a race. I think with the caffeine and the nerves and the warm-up run, like I've not once, I'm going to knock on wood, ever had the urge in a race. Ever. I've peed in yeah. a race in an ultra, yeah. both of my ultras, but that's it. Now, I haven't like full-on pooped myself. <laughs> not gross. Yeah, that'd be ridiculous. <laughs> but but I have had workouts and races where afterwards, I, when I go to the bathroom for the first time, just out of curiosity, I wipe first before going and it's... Not <laughs> blank. <laughs> I'm not gross. I haven't like pooped myself. Just enough to cause some painting. Yeah, I. Uh, it's hard work. Had a had a teammate in college who had this big time bathroom problem. I mean, indoor track meets, and on the sixth lap, he'd just jet off the track into the bathroom. <laughs> in cross country, he'd veer off to the left into the woods. And then the doctor put him on Metamucil. He called it his orange Gatorade, and that helped a little bit. I saw him dart off plenty of times. All right. Next one. Who wins in a fight? Mappy Davis or Joe DeSena? Is it DeSena or DeSena? DeSena. Okay. Let me start over. <clears throat> Who wins in a fight? Mappy Davis or Joe DeSena? Oh. I want... To just go all in on the fact that Joe is not the military man he claims to be. But I'm just gonna say Joe. I think the answer is Joe, but I think Mappy Davis is a scrapper. Like I think I think he would surprise people. He's real high energy and I don't know. I mean it's Joe Descent, of course. And if you watch old Joe Descent videos of him doing his like mountaineering and adventure racing, like he was yeah. the real deal. So I assume he would rely on on that would carry him through. So yeah. But I just don't think it would be like I just imagine he's done more training. Right, a volume of work, like just work, working out, training. Yeah. 
but I don't know. Maybe maybe Mets. You think B. Davis lays in the fetal position and just gives up, or is there is there like a five minute scrap that ends ultimately? And well, oh, I don't think he's not a fighter. I'm sure he'd scrap. But if he's never had any training and Joe's had any amount, then yeah, the training would win. Agreed. But maybe I'm totally wrong. Aside from that, who wins, Matt or the Brack Stack? Well, we're going to go ahead and squash that right there. That's not going to become a thing. He missed an opportunity. It could be Brack Attack. That would be better. Brack Stack is not something I want to be associated with. Unless it's a dish at some sort of pancake house. I would accept that. (laughs) Take a half Brack Stack with some side of bacon. That sounds good, actually. I, I just feel good that he feels the need to compare and rival you two in like a physical fight because I'm off the table because it's such an obvious answer I want to believe to this person. <laughs> but for some reason, he believes it's like an honest question to put you in there. And I find that... I'm not answering this. I find that so endearing. I'm not answering this. This whole question is disrespectful. <laughs> this is another Chris, Chris situation. <laughs> no, this is worse. Because some people could really believe that Chris has a chance and I could see it. She's physically dominant. She does stuff like that. She wouldn't, to be fair. No one, no one can beat up our children's father. <laughs> Ask your kids who the strongest guy they know is. We know who they'll say. Yep. Probably The Rock. Oh my goodness. It, they saw a picture of Dwayne Johnson yesterday and our girls lost their minds. <laughs> <laughs> like they were impressed? Yeah. They, they really like muscles. muscles. <laughs> 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 That's funny. When I, uh, when my sister asks her little boys, my nephews, who's the strongest, and their dad's in the room, my stepbrother, they always say me. That's they right. They know it. They don't say their own father. They say me, and I love it. All right, here's a really easy one. How does one go about getting a consultation with one of you gents? Simple. You email us, what, six, seven, eight times, and then the waiting game begins. That's not true. <laughs> not if you email me. Well... <laughs> What really, what's going to get the best response from you? Like if people want to reach out to you, what is most likely to get the quickest response from you? I would say email, but we, our running public email must have a a very high spam setting on it because we get our stuff spammed a lot. And you just found your running public email. What last week we just got access to it. Kirk logged in for the first time. We're almost on our third year anniversary. So it's just it's 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 a crapshoot. You think Instagram or email, but it's a crazy new world we live in. I'm a good responder. My email address is on my Instagram profile. DM me on Instagram or Facebook Messenger. Get back to you, Bracken. You're hit or miss. You're streaky. Message Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> that would probably do it. Yeah. It's not a bad option actually. <laughs> Although my accounts are set to private, so. Uh, the best approach, say, hey, I'm interested in the consoles or coaching. Keep it simple. One of us sends you a questionnaire to get to know you, even if it's just an hour consult. You're not looking for coaching. And then we follow that up. It's a pretty straightforward process, right, Bracken? Yeah, in theory. <laughs> All right. Here's another one I think could be pretty, pretty quick. All right. If you had the option of getting younger every day like Benjamin Button, would you take it? No. So I'm about 40. So this ends at about the same time for me either way. I just continue getting older, right? 80. Mm-hmm. Or I continue getting younger. I 
back to zero, that gives me another 40 years, which is 80 years. So I could really, I'm at a crossroads here. I could talk about maximizing time. I end up in the same general boat, right? Yeah. Um, but no, I'm, I'm still too curious about what the older Kirk's future holds. So nope, not doing yeah. it. You either? I like the circle of life. All right. Fair. The breastfeeding wouldn't be the worst. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Following up the boob shape question. <laughs> Your mom listens, Bracken. We'll cut, the, we'll cut this out. That, that was just a that was a riff on the the boobs or butt question. Uh, that wasn't well thought out there. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Sorry, we have a connection issue. <laughs> yeah, foot in mouth, yeah. not feet. <laughs> All right. Disclose what race is on the calendar for Bracken and Kirk. No. Pass. That's not how Ask Me Anything works. Do you want to say anything more? Why are you say, why are not saying this time around? I'm going to run the 4th of July Freedom Mile in Summers, Wisconsin. Lock it in. You can commit to that one only publicly? That's a, I mean, that's a start. I'll let you elaborate if you want to elaborate on things. Well, we've had discussions offline, which I know what your tentative plans are here. But um, I guess nothing's locked in. I mean, you've told me they're locked in, but... Bracken's being a little mysterious this year. I haven't signed up for anything. I've not signed up for a single race. Hmm. Based on my track record, I probably won't until the day before. Yeah, when flights are good and expensive. How's it? Tummy rumble there. Have you, have you been hearing my stomach? Mm-mm. Okay, good. It's just been like. You feeling okay? We yeah, both finished up a workout right before this. I don't know what's going on. Oh, you didn't? Did you eat? I ate like a granola bar, so that's probably why it's like. I need more, mm. but it's being very loud. <laughs> oh, no, I can't hear it at all. Okay, good. I'd like to raise something. Uh, I'm taking a two-week trip in March to Vietnam with Jess, which I'm very excited about. And I'd like to get a race in before I leave, and maybe ideally a Spartan race. Um, so considering going down to Jacksonville again, which I seem to find myself there every year, maybe. But it's a week before our trip, which is a bummer. I don't know if I can be jet setting that often. So I was planning on that like definitively, and then we booked mm-hmm. our trip dates, and now I'm not as positive about it. But that'd be the first one on my radar. That's it. That's all I'll give you right now. I'm looking at that one if I'm healthy and ready. Cool. Sweet. Worst food item you've left in the car? Mm. We had a staff function when I was teaching, and I left some sort of... It was either egg salad or potato salad on the back, top of the back seat where the rear view window sits, the rear window, and it just baked in there all day, and that the eggs and the mayo turned real quick. Oh, yuck. This isn't a food item, but if you've ever watched Grumpy Old Men, the guy uh, throws a fish in the back of his like rival's car, mm-hmm. and he can't figure out the smell. Well, I was ice fishing two years ago, and I had a bag of fish in the back of my truck like after i caught them i put them in like a grocery bag or a five gallon bucket and one of them got out and under the seat and i couldn't figure out i couldn't but it was winter so it was going between that freeze and thaw so i'd drive my car and it would heat up and i'd be like what is like that's i can't figure figure that out and then it would kind of like freeze itself again right like and so it was like in there for like a week and a half because it would refreeze and unthaw. And anyways, that was bad. And I finally figured it out in this poor fish. Was it okay? Hey, so I released <laughs> it immediately into the garbage can. <laughs> yes. It was a little bluegill. Anyways, that happened. That's I'm going to go with that one. That's bad. 
Yeah. If all four race brain hosts took on Chris at all her 2023 races, which race brain host does best? So like head to head, like who has a faster time in High Rocks or who runs a faster time at... Across the board. Every one of her races, we all do. Who does the best? I think we all beat her in everything. That's what I think. I... I think yes, but maybe not the 100-mile races. I say yes up to a 50K, and then I can't promise anything, actually, now that I... Can Jack Bauer beat Chris in a 50K? Do you think? Maybe not. I I don't know. I'd say we would all beat her up to 50K if Jack if Jack can... can I don't know what his running metrics are, to be honest. I don't know what his long-distance running metrics are. Yeah. 50K, yes. 50 mile. As long as my stomach doesn't turn anything beyond that, she might just crush me. Mm-hmm. I get a little worried then. Could I have gone 100 miles at World's Toughest this year? No. Right. Well, this is no discredit to Chris. I also think that our hosts, uh, to pat us on the back, we're a bunch of monsters, right? Like we have a pretty high-performing host, Mm. you know, collaboration. So that's more what it comes down to than Chris is an an animal. So um, it's just we're animals too. We're a bunch of specimens plus rich. (laughs) <laughs> he doesn't listen so he won't be offended is he the only one who has like a world champion title between the four of you she's quiet she's quiet down Lisa, <laughs> why did you invite her sorry i'm a supportive wife thank you are the best i'm the ocr warrior world champion lisa which was held the same weekend as ocr worlds which basically makes me an ocr world champion that's true so we'll talk after this yeah somebody's sleeping on the couch yeah, it's going to be her. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. Oh, I like this one. It reminds me of our, our beginning. If Kirk and Bracken faced off in a decathlon, who would win? I think we'll both say, say us. Bracken. Oh, I thought we were both going to stand by our own man. It might be close, but I think you'd edge me. Well, we gotta, we got to address the we gotta address the events. Yes, I agree. Uh, 100 meters. What could you run 100 in? Let's call it a tie. Okay, okay we're just going to okay. call that one a tie. Next. Long jump. Bracken, I would assume. You can dunk. I can't. You can okay. come close. I long jumped over 20 feet. I've never done it. Bracken gets okay. that one, so he's one up on me. Shot put. I don't know. I'm going to go with me, but... I'll go with a the tie then, because I was going to go with me. Okay, so you're still up one. I'll, I'll, I'll give you shot put. Is discus next? No. No? No, not yet. Okay. High jump. I'd say me. You. So you're up, you're up one, let's say right now. Okay. 400 meter. Probably you. What's your best 400? Never raced an open 400. I think I split 51 mm. in college. Okay, yeah. High. So I'd say Bracken. So you're up two. Okay. 110 meter hurdles. Can you hurdle? Never hurdled before of you. I did the 400 hurdles in college a little bit. Bracken. Bracken's up three. I think we have our answer. Discus. I'm decent at disc. I mean, I believe in my abilities to leverage my core and momentum. And Let's give you that one then. We can call it a wash. Okay, a tie. Just because you feel bad for me at this point. You're still up three. Okay? And we have three ties right now. Pole vault. I pole vaulted in high school, but I can't say I'm any good at it. I have pole vaulted, and I was natural at it. My coach, I pole vaulted, and the pole vault coach immediately wanted to, I was screwing around at practice, immediately snatched me up. 
as I went over. I don't know. It's like 10 feet casually, which isn't high. but Take it. It's yours. And then my distance coach yelled at me like you would not believe, and he squashed <laughs> that so fast. And then that was the end of it. Paul, it's yours. Thank you. Okay, javelin. I threw jav at a meet in college. I did not. I've never thrown a javelin. Qualified for conference. Threw it at conference. Well, then I assume you beat me. I need to win all these tiebreakers, and maybe we split even. Okay. I need to win them all, though. Otherwise, you win, I think. I'm happy to give that okay, to you. Okay, well, there's one more. Yeah, the 1,500. Yeah. Kirk wins out. Sure, just give it so to it'll me. it'll be close. But nonetheless. Yeah. But I think it'd be you unless I unless I executed perfectly on the throws and maybe the 100. I got, I got you by a chest. <laughs> you do. All right, let's move on. All right, Kirk. Is Kirk actually George Kittle? I don't think you guys look alike at all. Tight end for the 49ers. Yeah, I just can't picture him. Um, Let's see. George Kittle. And Nick Riker has a man crush on him. I hope this this is a compliment. Just as an aside. (laughs) George Kittle. He's got his long hair. Yeah, he's a stud. Um, We got different mouths. I love that you have to look them up to answer the question. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm really dissecting these pictures. Um, and you went right to the mouth. Well, I'm trying to see what's different. He both same coloring. Oh, gosh, we have different mouths. Well, that's what stands out first. His nose is slightly crooked. I think mine's pretty straight. Um, I'm going to say I'm not offended, but I'm not – I don't like. I don't feel complimented either. Hmm. That's it. All right. What are each of your best unique skills? For example – Juggling, calligraphy, etc. I have no unique skills. You can ride a unicycle. Come on. Poorly. You can juggle. Eh, poorly. Come on, you got something. I know. I know yours. What is it? You can tell a person's height. Any person. Ever. On TV, we're watching a show. I'll be like, how tall is so-and-so? He says it. And then you look it up and confirm it? Mm Mm-hmm. Every time. Yeah, I could work at a, a fair booth just guessing heights. I don't think there's that booth at the fair. I'll do it from my home then and stream it to a fair. <laughs> you stand in front of the camera, I'll guess I'll tell you. Okay, that's some unique talent. I am um, I'm going to brag for a second. Hmm. Two things that come to mind. One, you could put a red solo cup 30 yards away and I could I could cast my bait into that solo cup. 19 out of 20 times I could get her right there. So I'm a very accurate fit caster when I'm fishing. I thought you were going with beer pong. No. Um, okay. I didn't play that much. 19 out of 20 at 30 feet into a red solo cup? 30 feet for sure. I said 30 yards. Let's say 20 yards. I think I could knock it over at, at least at 30. 19 out of 20. Let's say 20 yards. I think I would knock that cup over 19 out of 20 times. I'm impressed. Like if we would call pitching and flipping docks and logs, I can tuck it right where it needs to be. Uh, very good with a fishing rod. And then the other thing I learned about myself in college, I've told this before, but I had a 2.3 GPA after my sophomore year of college, and then I 4 owed my last five semesters. And the reason I did that is I realized that I sort of had a photographic memory. So, like, you can tell me things, and I'll probably not remember them, but I would take notes for classes. And then when the test came, I could actually just picture that page on my notebook and what was on that page, I'd like take a snapshot in my brain somehow. And then I would hmm. almost like read the information in my brain. Do you know what I'm saying? I'd be like, this was yeah. here and that was there. And so once I realized that about myself, I flipped the script for my schooling. 
uh, in college. So, but I'm like, I, I'll probably ignore you if you tell me something. So I'm not good that way, but yeah, that's it. That's impressive. It's a good skill to have. Didn't know I it's had more it. useful than being able to say how tall people are. <laughs> that's, that's very, sure. <laughs> that's very helpful. No one's paying me for that. <laughs> All right. I got one for just Bracken. Bracken, do you remember the guy who was lost running ahead of you in Nelson in New Zealand? Uh, while I couldn't pick you out of a lineup, I'm fairly certain I came around the corner into a crawl, like a zigzag back and forth crawl, and you were ahead of me, and I was very confused why I was losing the race. So kind of, yeah. What? Tell the story. What's the story? We went down to New Zealand years ago for a race and ran a race in Nelson, New Zealand, and I, I had broken away, and it's probably an 11-mile race, and around mile nine, I came off a descent down out of the forest and into the like a grassy field section to start a it's like a rolling mud in a i mean this is what i was pregnant with ayla okay so this is seven and a half years ago so i'm not gonna remember exactly but i thought there was like a rolling mud in a zigzag barbed wire crawl and some walls and whatever and suddenly there's a guy in that ahead of me i started to panic that i'd gone the wrong Mm -hmm. way or something and i wasn't winning it turned out he was off course if i recall correctly from seven or eight years ago Oh, she's about to turn eight. This was almost nine years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, you've been at this a long time. I assume that's him, though. What's his name? Well, The Wild Project. The Wild Project. FR. Yeah, funky names down there, Kirk. Mm-hmm. Toilets go in reverse. It's a messed up world. If you could only interview one last person before the podcast ended forever, who would it be? Marshall Mathers. <laughs> So you're going just off the rails. He, he's my dream running podcast interview. He's left these little nuggets in his music and in interviews throughout the years that he's a runner on and off. Stay on theme for us here, Bracken. If it had to be somebody in our sphere, who would it be? I appreciate that answer. He's in my ear every run I ever do, almost. And I'm co-hosting that one, by the way. <laughs> Okay, in our sphere, one interview to send it off. <sighs> Maybe just Hunter or Kent. We just always have good chats with them. Hunter's always entertaining, and you never know where it's going to go, and it'd be a great way to go out. And Kent always leaves me fired up to do life. So you'd keep it in the family. Or I would have Stephen Menia part two. That would cap our career. I'm thinking about asking him again to come on just Good. give us some more nuggets. What about you? Well, it's like a disservice to just pick somebody cool that you've wanted to interview, right? Like that almost feels cheap now. Like you're kept in the family. You're so wholesome. Yeah, Eminem is what I chose. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then you went Kenton Hunter. I I really wanted to interview Cameron Haynes, but that shouldn't surprise you if you know who he is. It, he would be. He would leave with a good message. And he's in the outdoor and running sphere. I messaged him and asked him to be on the podcast. Guys, I reach sometimes to get some of these studs out. And he never replied to me, but he followed me and never Mm -hmm. said anything back to my message. And I thought, well, that's a cheap response, but I will take that. But I I would like to, I like his vibe. I wonder if it was his social guy did that. No, it's all him. I I know that only because he's mentioned that on a different podcast he was on. Okay. It's him. I'd say him. Only, but that's like a selfish. It would be kind of cool if you guys went back to Hobie. Finished with Hobie? 
yeah. finish how we started. Yeah, and you've mentioned several times, like, you did that one, like, far different than how you interview now. Like, you were thinking of questions to ask rather than letting the conversation flow. It'd be kind of cool to see, like, a full full circle. Yeah? Yeah. Not a bad idea. Stick to reading questions now. Let's go. <laughs> when does the Pure Running Program drop? I mean, theoretically, Monday. We got to... We gotta set some time aside, you and I get some one on one time to finalize it. It is eighty percent complete. Maybe eighty five. So yeah, Kirk and I just have to finalize. I'd say COVID. We're gonna blame this on COVID. It was a weird month. Yeah, definitely. And Christmas and COVID. Yeah. Mm. Plus crypto crashed. There's just a lot of stuff on our plates. <laughs> you can do that one, just do say bang. Okay. Oh god. All right, we got another not safe for work trigger. <laughs> Um, kill Mary Bang, and your choices are Jack Bauer, Rich Ryan, Matt Davis. It's amazing how much Matt Davis has been included in this yeah. AMA. And it's not even him. I think this one's easy, to be honest. Hmm. I think you marry Jack Bauer. You get one little fling with, with Rich Ryan. He's a beefy man. And uh, Matt's got to go. <laughs> you know, off Matt Davis. Or just bang. I don't think I could live with um, Matt. And I certainly don't want to sleep with him. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to kill Matt. You can kill the competition, right? So, uh, Matt, you're <laughs> out of here. Let's just cut you out at the, at the knees. Um, I don't think there's a better sight than two gingers laying in bed together. So, <laughs> let's uh, yeah, <laughs> let's let's do that. Let's just let's, – let's go full force with that. <laughs> and then uh and then i guess i'm gonna marry rich that'd be a good trick has a very specific browser search history <laughs> <laughs> all right let's make this at least you have to go i'm not going <laughs> nope all right i think this one could be quick fueling races and training with only one item for the rest of your life what is it and then this person includes tailwind or goo question mark uh, I think for me it's easy tailwind the only replacement for that I think I might actually go with Morton but uh easy answer is tailwind it just doesn't mess with me ever Morton has more options and I think it might be better as just not as currently reliable for me because I haven't tested it as much well I'm gonna go with neither and um, any form of chew just works for me. And I've said that from the start, like I haven't done anything but chews in the last four years. Um, chews work unless the temperatures are below freezing and your chews freeze, which happened to me this spring. Then I would have to go something mm -hmm. else in hindsight. It was, I had to put them in my mouth like a chipmunk, let them warm up for three minutes and then I could chew them, which was kind of annoying, but chews cliff blocks pro, uh, Probar, Bolt, Energy, Chews. Those are my two go-to. Probar probably the most. That's it. Easy. That's something I always go to it. I tried Mape. I tried other stuff. Doesn't work. Yeah. I agree. I And I don't like liquid nutrition. For some reason, it makes me thirstier. Like, over, like I take it and I, like, want more. Um, but the Chews, I can take it and then just have a swig of water and I'm, I'm satisfied. I don't know why. Okay. We could not be more different on that. Don't make me chew. Weirdest thing in your fridge? Hmm. I feel like I need to go look. I don't think we have weird things. Why don't you start? Lisa, why don't you tell us what the weirdest thing in your fridge is? Well, we do have like a small container of like yeast. 
that expired like three years ago. But when COVID happened and nobody could get yeast, I just kept it. And now it's just there. I don't know. That might count. Yeah. We don't have weird items in our fridge, I don't think. No. It's, It's a boring answer. I'm sorry. You're not getting any weird with us, at least fridge wise. I would say the weirdest thing about our entire food situation would be how you squirrel away sweets and you have like stashes for your waffles like behind the blender or your sweet tarts inside of a... She hides the, them from the kids and then just puts it away each day. <laughs> I just really like sweets. I can't tell you how many times I walk around the corner and I see... <laughs> and a kid comes around and she ducks behind a door and quick swallows it down. They're really smart, though. They know the sound of the wrappers. Even, like, they'll come around the corner. Can I have a chocolate? I'm like, what? That's so what? funny, actually. What makes you think that? Chocolate. <laughs> Go clean your room. <laughs> uh, that's a good peek behind the curtains for some reason. I like that one. I have interfilet aloe vera juice in there. Take a couple shots of that once in a while. I think that's probably weird. And then at any given time, I have, I have wild boar unthawing in there right now for my father. I've got venison steaks that are in the crock pot, but they were in the fridge. Yeah, like that's like not normal, I would say. So let's go with that stuff. I once drank about a quart, <laughs> two quarts of uh, aloe down in Costa Rica, and it happened to coincide at with the 24-hour period in which my horrific full emptying of my entire body began. And so we've not had... Well, yeah, that's from the juice, obviously. <laughs> Well, he drank a I mean, lot. Yeah. I mean, if you have true aloe vera juice. It was like a juice. It was an aloe-based juice. Like a cup of aloe juice. And we all got it. Everyone got yeah, sick down there. Run right. That's a pure laxative if you take it in that amount. Well, I didn't know that. It was delicious. <laughs> and everyone got Moctezuma's revenge down there, including me. But mine was the worst. And I think it's because I had just dumped kerosene on the fire. And that was leading up so towards Imagine top. melting... That was the oh. whole start of that. Melting X-Lax and making it into like a chocolate milk drink and drinking and being like, yeah, this is a good idea. Like, that's what you did. So there's <laughs> that. We were in the tropics. It was greenish. Oh. Other weird thing I have, don't buy this. I made this mistake last time we went grocery shopping is I bought unsweetened cranberry mm-hmm. juice, like just 100% cranberry juice. Have you ever drank that? It's very tart. No. It's like sucking on a warhead. Okay. It's not, it's like you drink it and you need to drink, you need more, you need water like immediately. It is intense. Don't do that. I'm going to throw it out. I don't even know what it's still doing in there. We went out for brunch yesterday and I went to order something to drink and nothing looked good. And so I panicked and said grapefruit juice because it was on the list and it was pure grapefruit Mm -hmm. juice and it was horrific. He still drink it. Yeah. It was like 10 bucks right. for this bottle of pure cranberry juice. I thought, like, that's dumb. Would you prefer ideal running weather year-round or longer sunlight year-round? This one's easy for me. Ideal run weather. I don't care about sunlight. People who get seasonal affective disorder or people who uh, just don't do well when the sun's up late, down early, that's not me. I feel for them. I am empathetic towards that, but it's not me. I could run in the dark every day. It doesn't bother me. You don't sound very empathetic. I think you sound apathetic. <laughs> I'm not sure what either of those words mean. Yes, you know what those words mean. Um, you remember you used a word, and I felt like a real dummy. 
you used the word juxtaposition, and I was like, what's the juxtaposition? Which now I realize that's a dumb thing not to know. And I hear that word every other day somewhere now. It's like everybody says juxtaposition all the time really? when they're like referencing stories or situations. I'm like, how did I go until I'm 39 without knowing what juxtaposition is? And I have you to thank for that. I don't remember this moment, but I'm now judging you. <laughs> yeah, I'm judging for that moment. Judging myself. Anyways, uh, what was the question? Oh, yeah. Um, running aside, there's so many things I can't do when the days are short. I need my long days. And I like the perspective of mm. uh, like the winter forces me to do more uphill treadmill work when I don't want to go outside because I can't run fast in the ice. And I think it just – I actually think it rounds up my fitness better, what it forces me into um, because I wouldn't necessarily do some of the workouts by choice. And then I do it out of necessity mm -hmm. and I think it's helpful. And then on the top, so I take winter still, I think is what I'm saying. Only because these days are so short, I have no time to do them like other hobbies because it's dark and I hate that. So I'm going to go the opposite of you. And I'm not giving up summer because summer's not my ideal running time. That's not my favorite running weather. It's not warm. I like cool. I like chilly. Mm. So what would it be then? Probably fall. Like what temperature? If you Fall could go running. outside every day, and it was maybe nice forty. Forty seems chilly, just for my run. Hmm. You know what's interesting? Seventy to seventy-five for me. I run hmm. well, hot, loose, warm, and sweaty. I'll run my fastest. I ran my five k time trial, and it was eighty-one degrees that morning with like ninety-five percent hmm. humidity at seven thirty, and I still ran well in that. So seventy for me. I could run well in it. My 5K PR came, it was probably 90 or 91. There you go. But there's no enjoyment to that for me. I'd rather train in cold. Hmm. All right. How many pairs of socks is an acceptable number? And why does everyone have too many socks? <laughs> Sounds like a, someone's has an axe to grind here. It's not, like my, it it's not my girlfriend, is it? Yeah. No, it's Chris. Rigolaski. Rigolaski. Mm -hmm. So Roglowski doesn't have many socks? Or she has a lot of socks. No. She says, why does everyone have too, too many. many socks? But Unless she's, she's one of those. Yeah. I guess I heard it as she's judging. Why does everyone else have so uh, many socks? She seems not judgment, non-judgmental. I think she's purely curious. I think this question keeps her up at night and she just wants to know the answer. I think she's the worst. She's probably super judgy. We cleaned out our closets and our dressers when I was sick with COVID. It was like the first productive thing I could do in six days. And I was stuck at home and I was like, let's get rid of stuff. I did it two days ago. Oh, you did too. Well, I got to the sock yeah. drawer and I was like, oh my mm -hmm. God, the things that are in here are is unbelievable. So I threw out like 40 pairs of socks and now I have two bins, ankle socks and higher socks. And I still probably have 50 pairs left. And every single one of them is a performance sock. And then I have just a few dress socks aside. And I don't know what the answer is to that. And half of them had holes in the toes or the da-da anyway. Right at the, where the ankle bone pops out at the head of your tibia down there. Seems to poke holes on the outside of my socks. I don't know. I don't know. I have no good answer. Do you have a good answer? The proper number is however many you need so that you never reach for one and there's not one there. Whatever that number is. You always have to have enough. But I just, I didn't have nearly as many as you, but I, I just got a gallon Ziploc bag and I put, I got rid of all the ones I didn't want anymore. And then the ones that I want to have, but don't use regularly at all, like anything up over the calf, my compression socks, uh, wool socks, things like that. I put into the gallon bag and I put that under our bed. We have, we have a, 
a platform bed with drawers on it. So I put that in there and then I kept uh, up to calf socks, ankle socks, and then the the really skimpy no-shows. Those are the three categories I have in my dresser right now. I threw out or were donating, but all my compression socks, all my calf socks, I don't wear them. I don't like them. If mm-hmm. it's above my ankle, I don't want it. So I got rid of all of those. Those are in the donation bag now. If anybody wants them, I guess I got them. Oh, speaking of which, I have a size, they are a size 10 Nike Vaporfly, brand new. I won't use it, can't use it. In fact, I was going to test it out the other day. I put it on, took two steps and took them off and thought, nope. So they're all white, brand new. If anyone's interested, let's make a deal. Or a little swapsy. Be careful. I got messaged instantly about my alpha flies and they're in the mail to somebody already. It was like a fight to the finish and I had to tell like four people no. It was very hard. So make sure the first person who messages you gets them. And the weird thing about that is I am a 10 and a half and I ordered a 10 and a half, 10 and a half in the, the vapor flies and they fit like a glove. They're perfect. So I'm confused. They're great. They're perfect size. I'm like a 10, 10 and a half. And more and more recently, I'm a 10 and a half. What are you going to charge for them? They are a size 10. Give me a 10 and a half or give me, I don't know, 80 bucks. Brand new. Oh, I sold my alphas for 150. I'm a, whoops. 100 bucks. <laughs> 100 bucks. They're brand new. All right. What reality show would you like to go on? Back and take the, take the lead on this one, please. Well, knowing, knowing your life post reality show my inclination would be to say none but instead i'm going to say not one that relies on like reveals and popularity because you benefited greatly from yours but you dealt with the nonsense so i'll go on one that would not have heroes and villains um is wipeout considered a reality show (laughs) i'd go on wipeout game that's that's a game show though isn't it yeah let's go not game i think we could do amazing race i would do amazing race with lisa that's still on I don't know. We don't watch that kind of TV. We watch junk TV. <laughs> Smut, as my mom would say. Like The Bachelor. That's <laughs> bottom of the barrel type stuff. I get it. Kirk, would you ever go on a reality show again? Um, yes, but only under very different premises. Um, n- nothing. I mean, that was such a personal experience. Like they, they get to know you as a human being and you are allowed to be judged for it. You know, like I think the finale or like hometown dates got like 21 million viewers. Right. That's a lot of people like in the live. Like that's a lot of people um, knowing who you are, who you are. Right. That's like a little too much. But um, there's some other ones out there that are pretty cool. Like these adventure nature shows. It would be a, I have there's a theme with me. Obviously, there's this show called Hunt Wars with a Z, which is super douchey. But they put you in a setting in which isn't your wheelhouse. Like I live here, so they would put me out in Colorado hunting elk. And you get points based on things like efficacy, like how close to the animal were you able to get and shoot it, for example. Like you get downgraded for shooting too far. Like all these little things, like how many game did you sight? And it's actually a fairly entertaining show. It's called Hunt Wars. And it's all these like badass hunters who go and it's um, showing you how to do it the right way. So I would like to go on that show. Which I know sounds like a snooze fest to everybody listening, but it's uh, it's legit. Loopholds, hunt wars, that'd be it. All right, along the same vein, 
most likely to win on Survivor, Kirk or Bracken? Kirk. I'll go with me on that one. Although I'm not a survivalist, but I'm comfortable outside. Yeah, I I have no desire to deal with bugs. <laughs> That's the deal breaker? If I'm sitting there naked, getting bit by things, I've worked hard in my life to not have to deal with that. I have nope. no tolerance for that. I don't want to sit there and shiver all night and be bit by things or sweat all night and be bit by things. The game, could I play the game? Sure. Nobody said you had to be naked. <laughs> Well, on the show Naked and Afraid, yeah, definitely have to be naked. True. Yeah. So yeah, being in a tropical setting day and night is not for me. I need a nice little bungalow to retire to when the bugs come out. Um, well, I'm outside enough to know how miserable it can be, so like it wouldn't be something I'd look forward to, for sure. I know enough to know that it would suck, mm-hmm. but I do think I'd do I'd do okay, anyways. I think I'd go on the challenge. MTV's the challenge. I was gonna say that for you. Forget forget uh. It's a game show, too. Wipeout? That's a reality show. Yeah. Hmm. Definitely. Does that still exist? Yeah, they just did another season. I'm pretty sure I saw Hmm. commercials for it the other day. Sweet. I think anyone in the hybrid space would crush that. Mm -hmm. I remember watching. Mm -hmm. All right. If you could only run one distance for the rest of your life. Stop. I actually want to know Lisa's answer to this as well. Of a reality show? You have to be a contestant on one. You have to. What would you pick? Okay. Could I be like a real housewife? Oh, God. <laughs> like I'm home all day. I'm very entertaining. I have children. <laughs> well, think about the real ramifications of that, like actually being filmed and then following through in the judgment of how you mother and parent and interact with your husband. That's true. That would be really terrible. I like that you went with I'm really entertaining. <laughs> Only because I'm, be I'm not. Hit. I'm really not. I'm going to be a hit. That's, that's guaranteed. Real Housewives it is. Lock it they in. You can follow me on runs. Have you, and... have you ever watched that show? No, actually. Okay. So, I don't know. Which I appreciate about you. Typically, people don't look great. I'm basing it off of that commercial with Dak Prescott. <laughs> okay, are we ready for the next one? Yeah, sorry to interrupt you. No, that's all right. If you could only run one distance for the rest of your life, what would it be? That's tricky. I assume race one distance, right? I don't know. Hmm. I'm a little stumped. If it was only in training, if I could only run one thing for the rest of my life, it'd be an hour. Just give me an hour to fill however I want the rest of my life. I could take that. Racing? I I would have to find the most common trail distance, I think, and choose that. Maybe it's... 15k half marathon 10 mile something like that Hmm. it'd be less rewarding that's for sure part of what i love about racing is not doing the same thing every time yeah that shouldn't be a hard question to answer but it is i i would say if possible yeah for training i would go to 75 minutes mostly because i feel like i could extend a recovery run that long and still potentially be productive the next day I could still be productive, but I also could really cause a lot of damage in 75 minutes if I made it a quality effort of 75 minutes. So I would go out that far. I need another 15. Um, mm. And then... I'd say 80 minutes, probably. Oh, now you're changing? That's what I would do. You said an hour. <laughs> you cut me off. An hour and 20 minutes. <laughs> changing your tune, huh? I'm going to go 85 minutes. That's good. <laughs> Uh, and then I would race the 5K. I would stick to the 5K. My I, Throughout time, I still seem to value that metric the most. 
Um, and I've been enjoying working on that type of fitness. So I would just keep it very traditional would make me continue to run fast. And my tendency now is to run longer and slower. And I would probably need to fight that a little. So five K keep me honest. That's it. As my least favorite race distance to run, Sucks. least enjoyable mm-hmm. race is a 5k. But if you chose something like a mile or a 5k, I think it would lead me to doing more FKTs and things like that during training. So maybe that would mm. balance out. True. I'd say the first 600 meters of a 5k is enjoyable and it ends almost a half mile in. If you're doing it right, <laughs> you're also like, oh, this is already work. I don't enjoy a step of it. You guys just talked about this on race brain, actually. The Running Public is a great name. Interesting to hear which names didn't make the cut. Hmm, could I see this? I want to see one of the texts I sent Kirk way back in the day. Do you have record of that? I not find that. I'm search our conversation. Are you, does your phone keep three, three years of history? Minor races after one month, I lose all my... About to find out. So I can't pull that up unless we've emailed it to each other, which I highly doubt. But we had a list, right? I mean, we had like a list of 10 or so names, I believe. I hope you find it. Oh, baby. You find it? It's looking promising. <laughs> oh, God. I know some are bad. I found our conversation. <laughs> From when? What's the date? Can, can Does it show you? Well, it, it, let's just go through this conversation. Okay. Tuesday, December 31st, 2019. Above it, there's a gif of Snoop Dogg shaking his head like this. <laughs> of course. All right. Should we do Thursday? Drop the episode Friday morning and the training talk next Tuesday? Your reply. Your call, man. I got to test my mic with you first. <laughs> said, okay, let's try that. And mic check tomorrow. Okay, sounds good. We might want to come up with a name first for our podcast. <laughs> and then we start talking about the name. The very beginnings. Wow. 2019. Okay. Sh- should we read off some of the things that got kicked around? Yeah, I don't I don't even remember them. So, and this is good. Yeah, I want I wish this... you guys could reenact this conversation. <laughs> First of all, you text just likes the cheese and cracker podcast. <laughs> I, is that what I said? Yeah. <laughs> I don't the cheese and cracker podcast. That's bizarre. Just likes that you said. Uh-huh. <laughs> she tells me you weren't confident in your choice, so you put it on Jess. Yeah. The the endurance experience <laughs> the reach around podcast followed by what you said i don't know <laughs> per- <laughs> i don't know i didn't even respond to that i don't know how that didn't get a reply from me the reach around podcast wait i suggested that yeah you this is all you wait that was my suggestion god the reach around podcast i don't know <laughs> Obviously, I was not joking. like LOL. I don't know. That's funny. Perusing performance, the Kirk and Bracken podcast, the grind. Were those all my suggestions or yours? Those are all you. Okay. <laughs> <It's reaction>. <laughs> <laughs> I said, here are my top three: <laughs> the podcast with Kirk and Bracken, the KB Corral, uh-huh. professionally unemployed. In all caps, you replied, I don't know Jesus Christ. <laughs> Followed by, I'm employed, you loser. <laughs> that's what I said I'm employed, you, you loser. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, the first one has legs. I, I re- to which I replied, I kind of like professionally unemployed. It gives us a focus for the podcast on talking to people who are making their living pursuing their dreams. Uh... <laughs> 
You said, eh, yeah, in that context, it makes sense, but it could represent so many things. The independent endurance podcast would make more sense or something like that. I replied, oh, I like that. How about the endurance society? You replied, the endurance experience. <laughs> and then, or this is hard. <laughs> you seem to have a weird phallic theme <laughs> to some of these. No, this is hard. I meaning said like, this is stupid. <laughs> no, this is naming the podcast is hard. Not like no, because you put it, you put it in quotes. This is hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! All right, good to know. This is way worse than I remember it being. I thought we were like riffing. Bah, bah, bah. Great, great ideas. It's bad. I replied, "This is stupid." This is really bad. Ch- Kirk, uh, Kirk and Bracken, Chatty Cathy's. You replied, "Oh, I like this is stupid." <laughs> So far, we haven't taken this seriously at all up to this point. <laughs> I said, I know it's kind of cheesy, but I honestly lean towards the KB Corral. <laughs> you were kind and said, I can't argue with that, but I think simple is better. <laughs> it's not like that wasn't simple. I just. Then you said, this is going well. I said, let's not do one. <laughs> the no name podcast. <laughs> you replied, the Kirk DeWint podcast. <laughs> Coach's Corner with Bracken and Kirk. And then you replied, the running public podcast. Boom, winner. Is that how it went? To which I I replied, I might be joining you on the injury bus. Might have a torn meniscus. Actually, I put might have a a turn meniscus. And then edited it to torn. Hmm. To which you didn't reply, but (laughs) I think you called me. Mm. I did call you. I remember that call. And I didn't answer because I replied... Had to pick up the kids from school. I'm free in half an hour. Well, it took us a while to get there. And then we keep going. Then you said, it's too bad BK is the start of both of our names, but also your exact initials. And then we recorded our podcast without choosing the name. Mm -hmm. And then it took us a week or two to edit the podcast and figure out how that worked. And then we started working on color schemes. I think we had a phone conversation confirming the running public and it just can't be tracked via text. Yeah. At that point, we went with the running public, but you knew it. You said, there it is. Boom. Yeah. I'm very curious if anybody likes even a little bit any of those other names. It has to be no. I pictured for the KB Corral, you and I, shirtless on a fence post, wearing jeans and a cowboy hat. I'm like an old-timey Western poster. (laughs) Like an album cover of Garth Brooks, but with our shirts off. That's that was the best thing I could come up with. And you luckily saved us with the running public. Oof. Be, we'd be in a very different place right now, I think. Still to date, the best thing either of us have ever done. Just come up with that name. Second best thing is our theme music. I do agree with the theme music. Okay, well, that was a jog down memory lane. Um sorry for being so mean to you. I didn't remember some of those terrible ideas. The Reach Around podcast? <laughs> that was a joke. Obviously. I didn't read the next text, but you said, I know it sounds like a joke, but I'm being serious. I can't <laughs> stop thinking about the reach around. <laughs> it's not working. Listen, I have it all here on my phone. Mm-hmm. Lisa, I can confirm it. <laughs> okay, right, Lisa, next. you're asking a question. Sorry. No, that's all right. We're, we're going to get serious now. Back to work. Yeah. Nick Riker wants to know the worst place you've pooped. There we are. <laughs> um, well, since you're muted, I... Uh, well, Bracken would have to say his pants, I would assume, right? Like, that's got to be the worst place. Um, that's not the worst place. 
I pooped uh, in my dad's pants. That was worse. <laughs> but I think I've told that story. I don't recall. I was wearing them, for the record. <laughs> and near a homeless man's head. Yeah, but I've told that story. I know, but I'd say that's up there. Yeah. I mean, mine... Mine is, I've told it as well, but I was really pinching the penny for about a mile with knowing a park was coming up. This is back in college, and uh, I was really, you know, pinching it to get to the bathroom in the middle of the park, and it was like 7 in the morning, and I yanked on the door, and it was locked. And so I just grabbed onto the handle, squatted, and left it right in front of the bathroom door. And obviously that painted the picture perfect. I mean, somebody could be like, I know what happened here. And, you know, the custodian just didn't unlock the door yet that day. And he paid for it. So that was it. Yeah. Hmm. Pooped in a hot tub in New Orleans when I was uh, 12. (laughs) We're going back and forth farting and making bubbles. And I I leaned into one too hard, and I lost her. And I pooped in the hot tub. Did anybody know, or did you? Did you were you able to hide that? Not initially. I hopped right out. I was wearing baggy and one basketball shorts at the time, and they're black. And I hopped out, and I went in, grabbed a bunch of towels out of the fitness center. We were in a hotel, and toweled off, and then just removed my shorts and my underwear. Luckily, I was young enough. I was still wearing tidy whiteies. Mm. Not boxers or boxer contained briefs, it. so it was pretty contained. And I took those and I wrapped them in fitness center towels and then cleaned myself with more fitness center towels. And then I buried it in the towel bin with more <laughs> towels on top of it, put my shorts back on, wrapped a towel around myself, and went upstairs and slept like a baby. But the next day, we came down to the fitness center and I started to get the nervous sweats. And the kids we were with, my brother and a couple of friends decided they wanted to do the thing where you turn the treadmill on and sit on it and let it shoot you off the backside. Mm-hmm. But they needed something to cushion the blow of falling. So they came up with the idea to take the, the towel bin and dump it out as padding. <laughs> and I tried to dissuade them from that idea without making it seem like I had a real reason to, and they went with it anyway, and they uncovered the dirty, dirty truth of what had happened. Did you admit to it, or did you be like, that's gross? No, they never They never made any sort of connection that those could have been mine. Mm. Which, why would they? Well, I agree. But I lived in fear. That's a pretty bad place, yep. All right, so. Anyway, so we can continue. Back to being professional. Good um, question, Nick. <laughs> uh, best guilty pleasure movie. I don't feel shame for most things I watch or do, like you said, with your music. So I don't have that. But I will say, and this is cliche to say, but The Devil Wears Prada is a fantastic movie. And any man who denies it hmm. is just insecure. So I'm going to say that. I've watched that. And then I would also say uh, Can't Hardly Wait from way back in the day, which is just a cheap teenage movie. Just does it for me. I still watch it every year, too, just because I can't help myself. That's it. By guilty pleasure, you just mean something you watch purely for enjoyment, not because it's good? I don't know. Sure. Or a movie you don't want other people to know you like. That's how I took it. What would you say for me? I don't know. You watch everything. So. Yeah. I don't know. Let's say um, Step Up. Mm, that's a- All right. I haven't seen it. Step Up. I thought you would have said, like, Love and Basketball or something. <sighs> no. No. 
No. Nope. So it's okay. Step up is better. <laughs> okay. Good to know. Channing Tatum's so good. Mm. I like this one. What's the Wisconsin equivalent of Ben Affleck working a Dunkin' Donuts drive-thru? Hmm. What is the Ben Affleck equivalent of him the working The Wisconsin a... equivalent of He's a big Boston guy and Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, he he worked the drive-thru one day, right, or something. It was a big deal. Yeah. We have much less homegrown talent that people are aware are Wisconsin people. So I suppose it'd be Jeffrey Dahmer working at Quick Trip. <laughs> yeah, Dahmer is our claim to fame. Yeah. I think you put Brett Favre at a Culver's. Brett Favre at a Culver's. That's good. That would Running be Running a camera phone. Ew. Kiosk. Oh. Culver's is very exclusive to the Midwest, especially Wisconsin. I think yeah. Brett Favre at a Culver's. That's what I think. That's, I think people would lose their Except minds. the only problem is every one of our famous sports heroes or actors, actors, whatever, they're not from here. Right. Brett Favre's a southern boy. But yeah, Brett Favre at a Culver's would be good. But I'll stick with Dahmer at a quick trip. T- Tony Romo at a Culver's? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's Tony a Romo Wisconsin at a Culver's. guy. Who else? Yeah. Chris Zielinski. I think we're going to Culver's either way, but Chris Zielinski at a Culver's? Not going to be the same effect. Huh? Well, is Quick Trip a, mis- a Midwest thing, or is that just Wisconsin? There's some in Minnesota. I feel like that's a big deal around these parts. Oh, there mm-hmm. are? Okay. Yeah, let's do Culver's then. Okay, that it is. TBD on the right. celebrity. Good work. Fight to the death. Who wins? A lion, a grizzly bear, or a silverback gorilla? Grizzly bear. The lion loses. Yeah. The lion is first yeah. out because of pure mass. Really? I'm going to fight to the death. How's the silverback going to kill the grizz? What is his options? <clears throat> his brain. Right? Yeah. I'm going to have to smash him to death. Yeah, I think the grizzly gets in a big swipe or two and gashes him open. And so I think it's a grizzly as well. Full-grown grizzly. I think in the right yeah. circumstance, the silverback wins, though. They're so spry. If there's some trees around and he can really strong enough appropriately. Yeah. I'd love to see it. No, that'd be horrible. I don't want to see that. Never mind. Yeah, you already glamorized squirrels getting struck by vehicles. If you ever have a squirrel punted in front of your face, and I said if I was running one second per mile faster, it would have hit me. Like if I was one step ahead, it would have hit me. I think you stop and chuckle. <laughs> I think you, you're like, did that just happen? And then you're like, oh, that did just happen. I guarantee it. Hmm. All right. I, gotta, I like the that chuckle gotta, part. That, that pulled a laugh out of you. See? Okay. Are you guys having an on-air eating contest? No. <laughs> no, we're not. Where'd you get that idea? <laughs> oh, did we talk? Oh, we talked on Race Brain about, remember that we talked yeah. about something, a pizza that's four pounds or something? Our Fantasy Football League, for the OCR people, has a eating punishment for the loser. But I think it's actually going to be live streamed because it'll be at a DecaFit event. So not on air, not on our channel, but on a channel. Yeah. Okay. Well, this goes hand in hand. Is a hot dog a sandwich? I haven't been curious for most of who asked these questions except a select few. And for some reason, I need to know who this person is. I don't know why. Ruth's period four. I like it, Ruth's. Uh, No, it's not a sandwich. 
They used to have these conversations at lunch in the teacher's lounge every day. And people were very passionate about them. And I just could not care any less than I already do. I don't care what it's called. One bit. It doesn't change the food. Call it whatever you want. Yeah. What's a sandwich? Does a sandwich have to connect? Does it have to have bread top and bottom without connecting? Because there are sub-sandwiches that connect and sub-sandwiches that don't. Like, what's the definition of a, of a sandwich? But I don't care. I'm going to eat them either way. Meat in between bread? Something in between bread? Doesn't have to be meat, I guess. Yeah. Because then is a Hot Pocket a sandwich? I think it would be. I don't know. I don't care. Either way, you're going to get diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> or brats with buns. I don't want, I prefer it by itself without the bun. Bur- burgers, bun every just time. Just straight. <laughs> I just like yeah. a little pickle, a little onion, a little ketchup and mustard. And I do that in my venison brats all the time. We just don't, we're not a bun household. So in my case, it is absolutely not a sandwich because there's no bread. Do you eat it with a fork then? Yeah. It's like oh, a sausage. I was curious how are you going to balance the pickles and things on a sausage? Well, <laughs> be a messy endeavor. Well, yeah. Huh. These are the things that keep Ruth up at night, I guess. <laughs> um, Bubbles the Clown wants to know if Bracken uses aftershave on his scalp. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. That hurt. Yeah, I, I don't. There's a, there's always a few spots somewhere, just like on your face where. Everyone has their spots somewhere on the neck. It's usually on a crease or where the hairline changes. Right here. That, uh, from shaving today. That's yours? Yep, from shaving today. Yeah. yeah. And you get that on your scalp too, around the ear or wherever. And yeah, no, I need stuff to calm it down, not fire that baby up. So no, I do not. Well, instead of drinking the aloe, next time put it on your head. It'll work out much better. <laughs> My preferred means is to shave it and immediately shower or shave in the shower and then put conditioner on my scalp. That seems to make my head the happiest. Mm, Sounds nice. It's very soothing to my skin. Very. That's it. All right. You can only win one more race in your life. What race would it be? Is this, are we doing dream race or realistic? Like Boston Marathon against Eliud Kipchoge in April. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> like, yeah. nah, let's do realistic. Yeah, let's the Olympic fifteen hundred or the Olympic Marathon or something. But that sounds wonderful. Yeah, whichever one would give me the most long term wealth is the one I would win. Dream race, but realistically, just Spartan Race World Champs. That would probably be if I could win one thing. That would be it. In my realm, that'd be the biggest deal. Yeah. I'm trying to think outside of that box, and I'm struggling because I think that would mean the most to me as well. Um, would be a world championship. I mean, UTMB would be spectacular, just as spectacular as one of the Olympic wins or something like that. But yeah, give me Spartan Race Worlds. Yeah, I'm gonna copy you there. I mean, I'd be just happy with like a North American Championship, um, something like that would be would feel real nice. But yeah, keep it our sphere. Well, then you're going to have to run age group because now it is the Pan-American Championship. <laughs> I know. I think we're good. Is that the last one? No, there's oh. one more. Okay. But then there are many, like, training questions. We're already at. Yeah. So let's just do this last one. Yeah. Who would have been the best OCR hybrid athlete from each of the big four sports all time? Is that baseball, basketball, football, soccer? I don't know about the last one. Hockey? Soccer? I don't know. Is American big one? I don't know. 
It's a good question. But I like the question. Probably. People consider soccer the one of the big here I feel like it gets poo pooed. MLB, NBA, NFL, and NHL are commonly referred to as the big four. So hockey. Yep. Whoever made it to one of those big four sports but was the the best high school runner. <laughs> Whoever that was. No, we gotta name names. Well, could we just grab Eric Burns right away from our podcast? He was played in the MLB. Would he be a good option, or is he? It'd be tempting, but he's an ultra guy. But I think he'd be the best, the best athlete we can think of who is also a runner. I think we have to take the fastest runner we know of that ever made it to the pros, and I don't know who that would be. Like a Deion Sanders. Have to be someone small. Daryl Strawberry? No, he's tall. They're all explosive, though. Yeah. Hmm. Stumped on this one. This is a good one. Do we know anyone who is an endurance athlete? We're not going to find that in any of these things. Let's start with the lower hanging fruit, then. Let's why are we, let's start with football. I feel like we could dissect this one. All right. Richard Hamilton in basketball ran 430, 433 in a mile in high school. Oh. So that's now the standard to beat. Can we find someone better than that? Can we find someone that broke 16 in a 5K in high school and then played sports? Not that I know of. How do you know this fact? It's just a, it's just a thing. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. It exists. Okay. Uh, Ted Ginn Jr. was a wide receiver, and he was a, he was a national caliber 400-meter runner and hurdler. But I don't think that helps his endurance. I want to say like... There's got to be one cross-country runner who made it to the NFL or MLB. I want to say, like, Don Beebe for some reason. I just could see Don him. <laughs> see him. He's a really... pure speed guy. <sighs> I don't know if this is possible. This is impossible to answer. Randy Moss. <laughs> Randy Moss. Lock it in. <laughs> I don't know. That's a know. good question. I almost want. I gotta feel like i got to think about this one. <clears throat> on the basketball front, you should anyone, know that feels honestly. pretty pretty through and through. I, Allen Iverson was a, a sub-five-miler, but I don't know. Let's just say Allen Iverson. He's small. He could probably have better endurance. You, you, I mean, you can't be – how many people do we have above six feet who are world-class in our sport? Very Four few. or five? Yeah. And they're all six-two or under? Mm-hmm. So I like Allen Iverson. Can't be That's tall. a good call. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll say Allen Iverson. Got that to, dog in him. I used to have a poster of him on my bedroom wall. Why? You really liked him, huh? Were you a basketball fan? He's, he's good looking. No? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I want you to have to say on air. Oh, gosh. The posters you had on your bedroom wall throughout your life. Who are you asking right now? Just me. Oh, okay. Starting with you. Okay. Starting with you. You okay. already started. Alan Iverson. Um, Antonio Freeman. Antonio Freeman. Hmm. I had Brett Favre. Favre. Yeah, he did. Um, Johnny Depp. Will Smith. Were you attracted to all these men? Was that the premise of the reason? Yeah, I suppose. You're yeah. attracted to Antonio Freeman? Well, did you see that catch? <laughs> <laughs> she was Jersey Chaser. I he see that. was my favorite Packers mm. player. You're attracted to Brett Favre? I don't know. I, I don't, yeah, I guess, I don't know if like attraction is the right word. Any other posters? No, I think that might have been it. Wait. Did you have Nelly? Yeah, I did. 
I did the cover of his album. There's a other side to Lisa. Yeah, I'm seeing it's the that. side that had Nellie and Allen Iverson up on her wall, and listened to Insane Clown Posse. That was like my family was like huge into the Packers, so mm. it was like what I knew. She was a Jersey chaser. Why'd she end up with you? Oh, because when you go to a college track meet and you're watching the distance events, there's one guy wearing basketball shorts. Yeah. Exactly, mm-hmm. I was gonna say that. And one kid from Milwaukee wearing baggy shorts and who hit the weight room a little bit more than the other distance runners. You stand out. Makes sense. Good. Big fish, small pond worked out for pool. you. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Smart. Now you're stuck. I had a bunch of Steve Prefontaine stuff. I was real into Steve Prefontaine. I had these um, hmm. cloth, like four foot banners. I had two of them. Jennifer Love Hewitt when I, for a period of time. That was probably very popular at the time. Mm-hmm. And then I had I had cut Abercrombie and Fitch bags with like the girl with no like she pretty much got no top on on the uh, on the beach. It's the black and white, and backwards. she's looking backwards, and you can see like on a, every bag. Yep, and I had that in there. Cut. It was that was like a three foot tall deal. Um, so I had that bag cut out for a while. I had a couple of them with the babes. Um, it's a big bag. <laughs> it's a big bag. That's what I got. That's it. So I can remember. Well, we, for the longest time, were not allowed to hang things on our walls in our house. So I didn't have anything. Mm. And I think my brother started putting some things up in high school, but I think I was out of the house already. So nothing. I had nothing on my wall. What about college? college we did like the typical college bro thing we had cool looking movie posters on our wall and i rob breidenbach (laughs) we had a our living room he classed it up by putting a giant probably like three by five poster of jenna jameson over our tv (laughs) like it was above the mantle place but instead of a fireplace it was a giant poster of jenna jameson i don't remember that hmm I remember she was an icon. Just keeping it classy. That's as good of a question to end on as any, right? How do we end this? What's the best way to just (laughs) stop what we're doing? Our apologies. No, we're not apologizing for that. I have nothing nothing to apologize for. I'm going to apologize for the breastfeeding comment. I think I should probably (laughs) cut that out of there. Just call your mother after this and apologize to who needs it. Sometimes you overstep. Now roll music. (laughs) 